shout out to Papa Bruce. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going to put this at the beginning. I think this episode has, was better than the first. You know what? I, you, you know, just saying that right now. So shout out, shout out to Papa Bruce for insulting Carly. <laughs> All right, dad, Bruce, bring it, bring the heat next time. Like maybe we can just keep going back and forth on the podcast and we can have a vote. <laughs> oh my God. Next time I'm going to have both of you on. <laughs> I would be down for that. Hey, at least I didn't dump you off a snowmobile and then hit you against your sister. That is very true. You've always been there for me as long as I've known you. think we're recording <laughs> i think so it says recording so we must okay. be recording i tested it out before you got on here and it worked so we should be fine so okay, okay. this is very embarrassing to do with somebody who's not jack or my parents <laughs> <laughs> it's fine i've never like done this before and it's funny like um i think literally the week you and whitney announced that you were doing your cryptid podcast Mm-hmm. I had, before it was announced, I was like, it would be really cool if somebody did a cryptid podcast. I was like, I like cryptids and talking yeah. about them and everything. And skinwalkers aren't cryptids, but, you know, it's, it, I love it. They walk the line, right? They walk right, the line. Yeah. Hello and welcome back to the Bug and Rug podcast. As always, my name is Caitlin. And today I have a special guest with me. Hello, my name is Carly. <laughs> I'm Caitlin's friend. Um, Heck, at yes. least I hope so. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. For our second week of December, we are bringing you another story that may or may not keep you up at night. Hopefully by the end of it, we will all still be able to sleep as snug as a bug in a rug. But only time will tell. Carly, of course we're friends. You listen to my podcast and you're like one of the three people that I talked to from high school. Monica counts as one, which I don't know if she counts because I feel like just the three of us are friends together. I don't know. I remember the one unit. time. Yeah, a friend reunit of three. Exactly. <laughs> Do you remember that one time we went and watched that scary movie? The gallows. Oh my God. Yes. I think about it all the time. And didn't Monica come to that one and she was driving and texting us and was like, I'm 30 minutes late. Oh my God. I hit a squirrel. Oh my God. I'm pulling into the parking lot. And we're like, girl, it doesn't start for another 45 minutes. Like it's fine. And she hid behind her popcorn bucket the entire time. <laughs> yes. It was a scary movie. I want to watch it again and see if it was as scary as what we thought or if just in the moment we can confirm I watched it again just because I know it like I thought back to like our feelings when we sat in the theater and I was like hmm I want to see if you know I still feel the same kind of terror that I felt right right it's real it was scary it was it was not very popular so that's what makes me doubt it but I remember like us and the other people in the theater were like visibly like jumping and like oh my god this is terrifying that and I tell you what, another one I won't touch. Again, I didn't like antlers, 
for the fact that it was, I mean, I, it was a very good horror movie. Yeah. But again, talking about, you know, Native American cryptids mm-hmm. and things like that, it's very real. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Um, and I did not like, I'll never watch Sinister again. Uh, that oh, movie. Really? Interesting. See, my sister and I's one, and we rewatched it a long, long time ago. We talked about it on the podcast was, um, which it makes no sense because it's not real at all. Um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on the name, but it's the one about the video game. Like, if you die in the video game, you die in real life. Clearly, that's not real. Like, <laughs> I think I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, Stay Alive. That's what it's called. I don't know, but it's based on oh. that Whitney did a story on or something like that, like the evil character. But anyway. Now, now, listen, now I'm sad. Listen, I like Christmas, but I'm sad that Halloween's over it because I feel like. <laughs> right? You should go back See, to that movie. Times. That movie smiles out and I want to watch it. But at uh, the same time, I'm like, I smile a lot. So is yeah. somebody going to look at me? <laughs> and be like, no, she, we have to kill her. Right. Oh my God, that'd be insane. <laughs> that would be insane. All right. So you kind of brought up that we're discussing Native American I mean, I'd say folklore, but it's not really folklore, I guess. It's just, you know, their beliefs. Um, And so we are going to be discussing skinwalkers. The first part of the episode is going to be just a lot of background information on the Navajo people. And then I will kind of give a little intro when we are going to actually start talking a lot about skinwalkers because there is a belief behind that. Basically, that the more you talk about it and think about it, the more bad luck that comes to you I guess or like you're more likely to encounter them so if you feel that way then you can listen to the first little bit and then skip the rest I guess it'll be a little history we'll bring a little history podcast <laughs> a little sprinkling yeah a little sprinkling of history it didn't hurt anybody So the Navajo are a Native American people of the southwestern United States, mainly living in New Mexico, Arizona, and Utah. There were approximately 400,000 enrolled tribal members as of 2021, making the Navajo Nation the largest federally recognized tribe in the United States. Sometimes I write, really? Well, I'd say large, but medium-sized words in a row, and it ties (laughs) me up. It's fine. So they are thought to have originally migrated from the northwestern Canada and eastern Alaska as early as 1100 CE, although resources are all over the place about that. Many practices of sedentary farming Pueblo Indians were adopted by the Navajo when they settled near each other. And these tribes grew the traditional three sisters of corns, bean, and squash, which I think is what we learn a lot about in like elementary school. At least that's what I remember. They created highly valued artistic woolen blankets and clothing and generated long-lasting trade relations within themselves and between others. So if you read about the Navajo, the Pueblo Indians are usually mixed in there as well because they worked together for years. So Navajo practices and beliefs have been interwoven throughout American history. Obviously, they've been here for, you know, ever, basically. I personally think that some are really cool. Um, Navajo spiritual practice is about restoring balance and harmony to a person's life to produce health. It is based on the ideas of, now I'm going to pronounce this wrong, but (laughs) Hazhuji, 
O-Z-H-O-O-J-I. So they believe in two classes of people, earth people and holy people. As earth people, they must do everything within their power to maintain the balance between Mother Earth and man. And this is due to the fact that all living things are related, including people, plants, animals, mountains, and the earth itself. And I included this one because I felt like it kind of comes back at the end. Um, So within Navajo spirituality, they also believe that good and evil coexist as natural parts of the world that were made by the creator with a capital C. Through various rituals, the sacred powers surrounding this good and evil can be harnessed. So in Clyde Kluckhans, K-L-U-C-K-H-O-H-N, in his book, his 1944 book, Navajo Witchcraft, there are four ways that Navajo can connect with the powers given by the creator. So one is the witchery way. It focuses on corpses and all of their rituals and ceremonies. Sorcery way involves burying a victim's personal objects or body parts during ceremonies. Wizardry way focuses on injecting foreign objects such as poison or cured darts into, you know, individuals. And frenzy way is focused on using charms that influence the emotional or mental state of others. Now, I mentioned this, but I want to say that the word that he uses is witchcraft. I don't want negative connotations to follow this through, and it may sound kind of weird to us, but it's not like... It's not black magic witchcraft that, you know, you might see in scary movies that we have discussed. (laughs) Yeah, it's not like that. These powers are used mostly in healing rituals, actually, to protect members of the tribe. And this is a great responsibility to those who learn these practices because they must learn both sides. That is the good and the evil side of this so-called witchcraft. And they have to learn to keep the balance. So no matter what they do, they're trying to harness everything, but they have to keep this balance. And many take great pride in bearing the responsibility, but others have been known to become corrupt. And that is kind of where we fall into um, the skinwalker territory. And so that's why I say all of that to say this, basically. So certain corrupt rituals can be used to transform into what is known as a skinwalker and so Mm -hmm. i have a little paragraph that's basically like before we continue i feel very obligated like i mentioned before to let our audience know that according to legend the more one talks about skinwalkers the more likely they are to encounter them they're often not talked about in great detail or at all for this very reason so there's very little information surrounding the topic outside of those who have had firsthand experience so you can stop listening. Now you had your history lesson if you don't want to continue any further. Okay. And then if you are going to continue further, uh, before we get started with skinwalkers themselves, I wanted to bring up the fact that this was your topic choice. And I was going to ask why you wanted to discuss this set topic. Right. Well, I think I'm, I've always been very interested in Native American culture. I think um, that they are amazing and um, their, their legends and folklore is, yeah, their legend and folklore is, is interesting, um, especially when it comes to 
I guess the, the creatures of their myths and legends mm-hmm. because they have, you know, roots that are real. Like they all seem to begin with people like the, uh, oh, what is it? True. The Wendigo? Wendigo, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, or the Winnebago is <laughs> yeah yeah the Winnebago yeah <laughs> this, um, this big RVs or whatever they the, the the Wendigo and then um the Skinwalkers too so it's mm-hmm. it's very I guess anthropomorphic and how yeah. their legends are described completely agree I think it seems I mean to these people and like I believe I don't think these people are lying So, like, this seems more plausible, I feel like, if you're somebody who doesn't believe in, you know, scary creatures or cryptids or whatever. Because, like you said, it's not just, oh, we saw a giant praying mantis and we called him Mantis Man. Or, like, you know what I mean? (laughs) Mothman. Mothman. (laughs) Yeah, he's a giant moth. Like, I think, I feel like it's more plausible. Like, where did he come from? We don't know. We don't know. He was sent by the men in black. He destroyed a bridge. It's weird. This is right. more like, it's it's showing what happens when you are basically a bad person. Right. And you mess with evil magic. Evil, yeah. you know, I guess, energy. That's, yeah. That's what I, was I was going to say for. from evil, the universe. energy. Yeah. Um, and... I guess it kind of speaks to, I guess, a little bit about being human, too, because, mm-hmm. you know, you talked about how they practice the magic and they have to learn the balance between good and evil. That's that's where we get these, I guess, uh, anomalies with skinwalkers and the Wendigos and, and the other. Um, the, well, the, the other one that I think of. And that I the think Thunderbird. Yes, there you go. I was yes. going to say that's another. I was like googling furiously, like what are the other Native American? Yes, Thunderbirds. Those are very popular. I also saw the pud. What are they called? Pugwidgies. They're like little tiny um, pugwidgies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's another um, like <laughs> famous story. And to us, like yeah, they're just stories. But no, like this is very real. And I think that. I don't know. It makes it more terrifying, I think, because it seems more real. Like, it is more real than, like I said, like, the Mothman or Bigfoot or, although I think Bigfoot's real. I'm not saying that Bigfoot's not real. <laughs> I, not I still have that. the little Sasquatch that you made me um, hung above my oh desk my in my God, office. Oh my God, that's right. I forgot about that. Man, that was made out of, like, melt beads, priller beads, or whatever they're called, right? Didn't they make it out of that? Yeah, uh, like the little things that, you, that, like, they had the pegs, and you had yes. to put them on them. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I got really, I got back into that again. I've been making so many of those, and you just reminded me that I should make more. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, I enjoy mine. He sits in my office. Yeah. Um, but, mm-hmm. um, but basically, we... that's why I chose it, because, you know, it's, um, it's very interesting mm-hmm. to me and it's it it's not like you know a cryptid like is it is it not like it's, right. it's very real and yeah it's, I think it's even it's even scarier than a cryptid mm-hmm. because um like I said it's very anthropomorphic it's people yeah. um that turn into these creatures yeah um, so that's that's what makes it scarier to me yeah and I'm that's why the the 
you know, the Navajo Nation um, and people don't talk about this very often. Yeah. I mean, it's terrifying to them. And so, most of them have probably experienced it. Like I haven't. So like it's probably and I haven't grown up with it. You know, I'm, you know, not a part of that. So it's a little less terrifying for me because they truly believe like, oh, we're going to talk about it. And then something's going to something terrible is going to happen to me or my family. So like, obviously, I can't. So we right. are really taking a chance here. Right. Well, and and I guess that's, that's something I learned too through my research is that, you know, what people, I think, think that they experience as skinwalkers in our region mm-hmm. yeah. aren't because these are specifically located and only seen in the American Southwest on these yeah. um, reservations. Right. So I don't know what, you know, we're going to see after talking about them, but it right. might be a skinwalker. Right. That's very <laughs> or, true. Because we're not around these people who are doing these practices. So it can't be, right. I don't know, maybe, oh my God, maybe, maybe this was a terrible idea. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I mean, maybe we could start calling them flesh pedestrians like <laughs> Ash and Elena do on Morbid. <laughs> flesh pedestrians. See, that's the thing. Like, if we change the name, does that work? Or is it just like the, talking about the whole being of them coming into creation? I feel like the name might help, but also, I don't know if it'll help us 100%. Right. So traditionally, like we said, the Navajo will not speak with outsiders about these creatures for fear of retribution by the skinwalkers themselves. For that matter, it is a taboo subject amongst the natives themselves. Quote, these are not things that need or should be discussed by outsiders at all. I'm sorry if that seems unfair, but that's how our culture survives. That is a quote from Dr. Adrien Keen, Native American academic writer and activist. So... I think it's interesting that we talk about how they don't, you know, they don't speak about these. It's a very taboo subject. So uh, in my research, I kind of found something that I did not know about. And this is probably where the idea or, you know, of skinwalkers ventured outside of just the Navajo people. So most of the information came forward during what was called the Navajo Witch Purge that occurred in 1878. So after a series of wars with the U.S. Army, the Navajo were ex- expelled from their land and were forced to march to the Bosque Redondo in New Mexico. Words are hard for me. I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong. Um, in what is known as the Long Walk of the Navajo in 1864. So bad water, failed crops, illnesses, and death followed them. Um, obviously they were not prepared for this journey at all and you know they were not treated right in any sense of the word so you know they they just had a terrible time Um, their numbers dramatically reduced because of this the government let them return to their homeland after four years but the damage was basically already done whispers of shape shape shifters causing the harm swept through the tribe and through, you know, individuals that basically made them do this, you know, take this walk and go away from their homeland. And 40 Navajos suspected of evil witchcraft were killed in 1878 in order to restore harmony and balance for the tribe. So that is to say that was the most these skinwalkers were ever talked about. Now, 
I don't look up like government documents, so I don't know how accurate this is. You know what I mean? This could be the U.S. Army talking. This could be, you know, papers from the Navajo themselves. It could be a mixture of both. So take the facts and the numbers I give with a grain of salt. But it's just to say, like, this is where, you know, we've started hearing about these so-called flesh pedestrians. I had no idea about that. I didn't either. I had no idea until I was researching that stuff. But that's also why I kind of said, I mean, it it is, I mean, it's true, but like, I don't know necessarily where the information is coming from. So it could not be exactly true to what I'm saying. But yeah, I had no idea. Yeah. Another atrocity. (laughs) Yeah. Let's, yeah. Like, there's too many to count, honestly. In that. Yeah, leading up to the Navajo Witch Perch. I mean, there was like four things that I was like, really, America? We didn't have to do that. Right, (laughs) right. All right. So um, the next section that I have is basically how someone becomes, you know, a skinwalker. So usually those who are reigning in the powers of good and evil that we had previously talked about, um, they can commit heinous rituals such as killing and eating someone close to them. Most resources said like a family member. And then by performing this act, the idea is that they lose any humanity left in them, which allows room for the supernatural powers, I guess, of evil to invade their being, causing them to become a skinwalker. So the harnessing the powers of good and evil, basically, I think, and this could be the wrong word choice, I'm not sure, but what our ideas of like medicine men and women would be, they are basically training to become that, to be able to watch over the tribe. And then when they do, as they are training to do that and harness these powers, and then they commit a heinous act. I don't know if you have to kill and eat somebody, if it could be something different. That was just what most resources said. Um, Really intense. Well, I think it has to be like, I don't think it's like, oh, you pickpocket somebody, you know? Right. Uh. Oh, it'd be terrible. I'm not saying that you have to do that. It could be less. You could have to do more. I'm not sure. But basically, that is how you become a skinwalker. Now, the word skinwalker comes from Yi Nadlushi, Y-E-E space N-A-A-L-D-L-O-O-S-H-I-I. And that is the part of the Navajo language. It translates to, by means of it, it goes on all fours. So they, yeah, isn't that creepy? Um, It it can it can have a few different words in there like uh, a a bean or a man or woman or whatever. But basically, the main part is like it goes on all fours, which I think is honestly worse than the name Skinwalker. Right. <laughs> because when I think Skinwalker, you know, like obviously I know what they are and you know their most common forms, but it it gives me more of the visual of the the Wendigo, yeah, Wendigo. I I, can't, I cannot pronounce that right for whatever reason. I think it's Win. I think it's Wendigo. Yeah. Um. Uh. But 
goes by all fours is just it gives yeah. me heebs. I know. <laughs> I got- it, it's it's like in it's it's said in a weird way, so it makes it seem almost unnatural. I mean, it is unnatural, but it makes it seem unnatural the way they are walking. So that's where I'm like, okay, that's I don't like that very much. Um, so skinwalkers they can take the form of a chosen animal at will so that's why you know where it is like it they go on all fours it's because they're usually in an animal form so this is not like a werewolf um so we're not confusing anybody werewolves obviously obviously we all know has to be a full moon (laughs) um skinwalkers silver (laughs) right exactly exactly um they always rip their clothes when they transform you know jacob you know. Jacob, Team Jacob. <laughs> Obviously, we all know this. I mean, had to um, mention the Twilight Renaissance at some point. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's so popular recently, though, right? right? Especially the baseball scene. Like, and I'm not, I'm not complaining at all. Right, right. That's the best but... scene in the entire movie, to be honest. <laughs> it really is. It really is. Oh my gosh. They they should just they should make a short film about Twilight but just make a longer baseball game. I would watch that. <laughs> right. I think a lot of people would. I think a lot of people would. So so during anyway, we're not talking about werewolves. We're talking about skinwalkers. So during uh, their crimes, they wear the skin of an animal they wish to become, hence the name. So, you know, when they are murdering somebody, they will have, you know, whatever pelt they want to transform into, and then that is the animal. I don't think they can change. Like, once you're that, you're that. So, in theory, they could transform into any animal, but coyotes, wolves, foxes, mm-hmm. and bears are often chosen and these animals are chosen because of their, you know, abilities. So, you know, one usually thinks of like, I want to be really strong, so I'm going to be a bear. Um, I want to be really fast, so I'm going to be, you know, a wolf. I want to be really smart. I'm making this up, but I'm assuming they're they're a fox. Right. But like, in theory, you could have like, you know, a flesh pedestrian that is like a raccoon. I don't know. I don't know why you would pick a raccoon, but they could. Right. So we're not we're not safe from any animal is what I'm saying. I was thinking about this today. I mean, I work at a zoo. And I was like, how would I know? Like, how would I know? If- well, the good thing is you're not in the Amer- in, in the Southwest. That's so, true. You know, um, I think you're safe there. But if you worked at a zoo in the Southwest and yeah. you really um, angered somebody to the point where they wanted to curse you. Um, yeah. Then you might have to, you know, side eye the coyotes and the wolves and the bears. <laughs> a little bit closer. <laughs> yeah. Right. I forgot that this sentence was next, so I'm going to pause so we're not laughing. It is said that they could also take the form of another person, technically, if they steal their skin. Now, I think that's speculation, but. I'm just putting that. Oh, up. I wish people could see my face. I was like, well, that's what you know. When I was talking about why I found that you know this so interesting, but so you know terrifying at the same mm-hmm. time, is that you know it it makes it scarier that they are people, and you know yeah. the fact that they could, you know, not thinking about 
it, you know, it's kind of like tiered. Mm-hmm. So you have the fact that they viciously, viciously murdered somebody. Not only that, but then they take their skin. Yeah. Like, I mean, you it could be someone that you think you know, and it's not that person. It's right. that person pretending to be them, which is, like, terrifying because then, right. like, you, yeah. Anyway, it's not great. Um, right. So the main reason they, or the, you know, why they do these things, these so-called secret witches will use their powers of disguise to creep out in the night, take the form of animals most likely, and meet in foreboding places to work dark magic against their victims by engaging in various taboo rituals of incest, corpse defilement, and murder. Could be other stuff, you know, curses, things like that. These are just more of the, um, I guess, more terrible, extreme end of things. Right. So according to legend, those who choose to become skinwalkers gain the ability to read people's minds, which is terrifying, control animals of the night, call up spirits of the dead, and mimic the calls of any human or animal. Which I have I- heard about stories like that. So I think it was a listener tale on Morbid. Their car broke down. Uh, you know, don't quote me. This is like a, yeah. a loose retelling their car had broken down on a back road and they couldn't get help yet they could hear people around them speaking and it was you know pitch black you know that kind of thing I'm like I don't know what I would do in that situation probably just I would die I would just yeah I was like I'd be crying I would be crying I'd get in the trunk of my car and cry like what else would you do Right. Like being that isolated and, you know, hearing what you think are voices surrounding you would just, I I would probably have a heart attack. I would have a massive heart attack right there. Oh, for sure. For sure. Because like, what are you going to do? Like, uh, yeah. And and it's, it's not just a, like, if, if it was a person, I don't know if I would win, but like I could put up a fight if it's a supernatural entity that has superpowers. No, I probably would not be able to put up a fight. Like, right. And, and also, just, yeah, just I'm game just, over. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I would just surrender probably. Um, right. And that also kind of reminds me of that old. Well, I guess it was true, but like the thing. Did you ever hear the thing where people are like? People were trying to kidnap or break into houses, but they would like put a recording of like a baby crying outside of your house. And then like once when you went outside to like go look for the baby or whatever, you know what I mean? Have you never heard of that? No, I don't don't know if that like actually happened or if it was like, be careful. Like this is a tactic that they could use. But like I've heard that, you know somebody could put like a baby crying outside or like puppies or whatever and then when you walk outside like they snatch you up so that also reminds me of that so what i'm saying is the world is terrifying (laughs) very (laughs) so skinwalkers also gain physical attributes including super strength and the ability to run for 200 miles at a time so that is why i said that i don't think i could put up a fight against um, I use skinwalker, obviously. I can't run three feet, let alone <laughs> 100 miles. 
I can't get up the steps in my house without being like, oh, I'm a little bit winded. I get out of bed and I'm like, oh, I, can I get back in the bed? Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's me for sure. So for obvious reasons, nobody wants to encounter a skinwalker, even in their human form. Because again, they're super strong in both forms. They can read minds, which that seems unfair, but they can read minds. Um, you know, it's just all around a bad time. It is also said that if you make eye contact for too long, they can hypnotize you into doing whatever they wish. It, when they're in their human form, I'm assuming they they know already that they're practicing this, you know, evil energy or evil magic. And that's how they, like, know not to look at them too long? Or do they oh, just like- not know? Uh, who, like, their victims. Right. Or, I mean, I guess anybody um, within the community. There are a few different ways to tell. Um, that's a great question. A great segue. It says that um, skinwalkers actually stink really bad, which I thought was kind of funny. I could see that if they're wearing dead animal pelts. Right. Yeah, I think that's the idea. So one way people can tell, you know, is if, people literally like sniff them out of the crowd like you can smell them and you're like oh that's really weird jim over there doesn't smell like normal so that could be a reason a way it is also said that their eyes shine like an animal's in the dark if they are in human form and then if they're in animal form their eyes shine red in the dark so I think that is another way. So if you start to make eye contact with somebody and they have like a weird animal-like eye contact, that is a big reason. No, Some, thank you. Right. Some say also that, now this is getting a little vampire-esque. Oh, we brought up Twilight. This is perfect. <laughs> um, some say that skinwalkers cannot enter homes uninvited. However... They will make sounds around the homes, like they'll knock on windows or they'll bang on walls or they'll make noise to get their victims to come out of the house so they don't have to go in. So maybe the baby crying is skinwalkers, like I was talking about earlier. I just feel, I like, I now, like, I knew that it was terrifying before, but for the people, who live on these reservations in Navajo and yeah, um, you know, their communities, I can, I would be terrified all the time. Yeah. Like, and I think on the flip side too, in like a positive light, you, they must have so much trust within their own community to be like, yes, we are all safe. We are fine. You know right. what I mean? Cause then like, as soon as it happens, they're like, Oh no, something's weird. Right. Like with, you know, X, Y, and Z over there. But yeah, I mean, it. I don't know. I don't know if I could do it. Like if I lived there and it was like one story of the skinwalker, I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to piece Every out. little knock or every little bump, yeah. like it, it's terrifying. Or, yeah. you know, if you have livestock, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I would. I would not feel comfortable going out and doing like night checks and things like that. Yeah. Oh, that's very true. That's very true. It is. Um, this was a this I did have in here. Um, they they have the powers to 
um, cause crop failures and like cause illnesses in like your livestock or things like that or illnesses in yourself. So like, yeah, I guess that I didn't even think about that. But yeah, if something happens to your animals, do you go out? Like, do you go out and look or right. do you just let it let it go until the next day? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, that's terrifying. I'm afraid but, of the dark anyway, so. I know. Well, yeah, I try not to go out at night. But also, Jack is not here right now. He's at work. I'm feeling very uncomfortable by myself. And look at Dinah. It's not like she's going to help me out at all. <laughs> we need to get guard dogs, not lazy cats, I guess is right. what I'm saying. So as terrified as we are, there are some ways to get rid of skinwalkers, which is good. Um, so it is thought that the reason these beans cause so much havoc is because if they stop committing crimes or stop doing these, you know, heinous rituals, that they will actually die. So that is why they have to keep basically being evil. So, I mean, an idea is like, oh, you just have them stop committing crimes, which like that doesn't really help us at all. But um Powerful shaman are said to know spells and incantations that would cause a skinwalker to turn on itself, basically destroying it from the inside out. Um, whether that be mentally or physically, I'm not sure. I'm assuming, you know, mind-wise. Right. Other others claim that bullets dipped in white ash can kill a skinwalker, but the bullets but the bullets must penetrate the skinwalker's neck or hand. Anywhere else it won't work. That's interesting. Yeah, I thought so too. I don't know why. I don't, I don't know why it's the neck or hand, but that's what my resources said. Um, finally, some claim that saying a skinwalker's full name would cause them to have to atone for everything they have done. Um, so kind of like destroying themselves from the inside out once again now i mean i'm not sure we're talking about you know the navajo the native americans so i'm not sure what their full name would entail exactly you know what i mean but those are some ways that you can get rid of skinwalker not great odds i'm gonna be honest but better than none You better have really good aim if you're trying yeah. to shoot at it. <laughs> right. But, you know, oh, I'm my goodness. To, you know, this is, you know, maybe, you know, my ignorance on the subject that I'll have to do, you know, more research on, you know, maybe it's the neck and the hand because, you know, obviously the hands were used to commit the crime. And obviously yeah. if, you know, you're, mm. if they do the route of viciously murdering and then mm-hmm. eating their family member, you know, that has to do with yeah. your neck too yeah maybe? no that I, makes sense i i was thinking of it i was like i don't know their hands and neck might be sources of energy for some right, reason that but too, what you're yeah. saying yeah i mean that would make sense though their energy is coming from their hands and neck because of all these crimes that they're committing so you could absolutely be right um yeah i couldn't i mean i didn't look too much further into it but i just didn't see you know it's very like we talked about before because they you know the Nava this you know obviously this is real and the Navajo don't like to speak about it it's taboo to speak about it it's very hard to find that type of in-depth research on because it's just not there 
Yeah, it's not. Yeah, exactly. Or if you're getting it, it's speculation from speculation secondhand. Yeah, yeah, from usually mainly like a outsiders. white person. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> some white right. person. So it's not going to be the same. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So that's all the information that I have regarding skinwalkers and um, how you know the history and how one becomes one and what they do and things like that. Um, we do have possibly a few encounters that we're going to talk about. Um, one for sure we both looked up is from season three, episode five of Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix. And this one, I mean, it's 100% true because they interview the guy. Um, and then if we read another one, it may or may not be true. I mean, we're not sure. Again, a lot of people don't share their stories about them. So it could be someone that really encountered it or it could be, you know, somebody just following along. But it's probably something close to what happens. The first thing we're going to talk about is the season three, episode five of Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix. Um, And I think Carl... If you want to explain well, it's not all about skinwalkers. So you can kind of talk about whatever you want to that the episode was about. Yeah, no, not all about skinwalkers. And I thought that was interesting. It had mm-hmm. things to, it, you know, it covered a little bit of all paranormal, which the ep- it's appropriately titled that the, the um, title of the episode is paranormal mm-hmm. Rangers, which yeah. I thought is fantastic. Like um, the coolest, but most terrifying job. right right like how i mean you know no day would be the same but also you know what am i going to encounter is it bigfoot is it ufos um a skinwalker um you know that kind of thing but um basically the premise of the episode covered um it followed these paranormal rangers on Mm -hmm. the um navajo nation's reservation um, they were getting so many calls about paranormal experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what triggered the creation of the paranormal rangers in the early 2000s, according to the episode, was um, someone had called in about Bigfoot mm-hmm. and they lodged a complaint against the police department yes. because it wasn't investigated and all of these mm-hmm. people were terrified. Yeah. Um, and when you think about all of the folklore and the legends um, that Stop we've it. been talking about that Native American, you know, that, that are rooted mm-hmm. in Native American culture, of course, you'd be terrified if this is yeah. investigated. And um, I, I, I think that just proves that it I mean, if you didn't believe before, like, I think right. that just proves that it's even more real. Like these people are calling the cops and then are genuinely afraid and nobody's listening to them and so i say good for them that they lodged a complaint because you come on you gotta go help them even if you think that it's not real you gotta go help them like right well when they showed up to to that um i think it was uh, to that house yeah and they saw the i think there were like three big claw marks Mm -hmm. or I think he described them as knuckle marks. He put his yeah. fist in them and he was like, uh, well, obviously a human didn't make this. So what did yeah. it? And 
uh, I, I don't know, maybe we can Google this real quick, but like, I don't think bears are like really native to, to that community. I don't think bears would also punch. <laughs> right. They wouldn't punch. Well, <laughs> I don't think, yeah, I, I don't think a, um, a, a bear would just go up and white knuckle punch a house. yeah right (laughs) (laughs) so that's true you know and unsolved mysteries is you know they're always creepy because they're unsolved Mm -hmm. mysteries but when it comes to things that are so unknown like cryptids and um you know legendary tales and things like that that really don't Mm -hmm. have any sort of resolution you could really see when they were when these people were recounting their tales Mm -hmm. the trauma on their faces um and and even in their voices when they were talking about this they were terrified like straight up they were terrified like and i think i mean it discusses it a little bit but they seemed very relieved that somebody came to and this was them retelling it obviously so it's not the first time they've talked to these people but they seemed almost relieved that people they people believed them because before right the cops were like oh yeah that's we're not even coming out there and it's like it for the for the the marks on the house okay it might not have been bigfoot something made that then right and it had to be something of a right something of a considerable size Mm -hmm. punched that house yeah and left those marks yeah exactly whatever it was was scary not to mention you know she this woman was sitting in her house and she heard something walking around on the porch it was jiggling her doorknob like bigfoot was just gonna walk right into her front living like into her living room (laughs) It's funny because they say Bigfoot because they described it as Bigfoot. However, she, the, you know, her encounter, it could also be a skinwalker walking around her house, knocking on her walls and stuff. So it's something out there, something or someone, you know what I mean? So I don't know. That was, that was terrifying. Um, Yes. And the, I think it's, (laughs) I think it's very it's very interesting to me. And we discussed this a little bit earlier um, because it uh, skinwalkers are very taboo. So they, you know, interviewed people for the Bigfoot. They interviewed people for the UFO encounter. They interviewed people for the, for a poltergeist encounter. Right. And then when it came to skinwalkers, they couldn't get anybody to interview Right. So they just had to have one of the, um, you know, the rangers. Yeah. yeah, one of the rangers to talk about it. So his name was Ranger Stanley Milford. He is now yep. retired. Um, and you know he, it, we've you know beat beat you guys over the head with this at this point, but you know, just to reiterate, skinwalkers aren't cryptids. They're you know which uh native american witches um and uh he i found it interesting when they got to the skinwalker part they said that one of their most terrifying cases had to deal with skinwalkers yet i don't think they really named that case they gave Mm -mm. stanley's experience Mm -hmm. 
which was terrifying in and of itself. But I don't, yeah. I don't know if that was the case that they were talking about. I don't think so either, because he, his case, he was like 19. Right. Like he wasn't even in, he, it wasn't anything he investigated. It says what he was 19 and he was driving like from the movies to his house along the right. road. And then, um, he said that a creature with the body of a greyhound started running next to his vehicle at about 55 miles per hour. And it kept pace with him for like a good distance. Right. Um, and no matter how much he sped up, it kept mm-hmm. up with him. And right. not only was this creature running alongside his car, it first started off behind a fence. Oh yeah, that's right. So mm-hmm. It was keeping pace with him. As it jumped the fence. Yeah. On uneven ground. Mm-hmm. Right. It, and if and the, I was going to say, and, and that's terrifying. And that wasn't <laughs> even the worst thing. Like you said, they were like, oh, yeah, it was skinwalkers are the most terrifying cases we have. Anyway. Right. Here's, here's an experience. And I'm like, right. I'm like, his was bad enough. Like, could you imagine what, you know, the worst ones are? Like, I don't even know what it would be. Like. Right. So, you know, once once it jumped the fence and was running alongside his car, he said that its back came up clear past the passenger side door. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so it was mm-hmm. massive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> massive. And I also and I think I have in my notes that he also said it had red eyes. And I know I talked about before, like in their animal form, they'll have red well, he said fiery eyes, but Fire, but yeah, I have that yeah. in my notes. Too. he said he locked eyes with it and they were you know they were self-illuminating was the yeah. words that he used and they were fiery orange i was like if i saw a creature that had the same color eyes as my hair i would hightail <laughs> it out of there and not, i wouldn't even think about coming back <laughs> he he didn't even like put his blinker on to get into his driveway he pulled the emergency brake he like drifted oh, no. it up to the front porch popped straight from the car into the house yeah. i don't know if this is true i'm just making all this up but like, could you imagine? Like, and and that's the thing too. Like, this is happening to you. You're like, okay, I'm gonna get to my house, right. and then you're gonna what? Get out of your car? Get like, out of your car with this thing chasing you? Right? Yeah, I would like, throw my car right into my house. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, what? So you're gonna be calling my dad? Like, crying? Like, like what do? You do? So, like, yeah. It was. I couldn't even imagine. And he seemed. I mean, obviously we're watching it and he's talking about a terrifying thing, but he seemed nervous, like talking he about it. Very nervous and hesitant. And he did make it a point to be like, this stuff is terrifying. It is yeah. real. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't, you don't mess with it. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, kudos to him for even getting out of the car because he, when he said he got out of the car and went into the house, my, yeah. I, I literally paused it. I was, it took me a second to process. I'm like, so this big thing with glowing fiery orange eyes is chasing you at 55 miles an hour. Yeah. And you get out of your out car. Of yeah, I got, I mean, there's no other option, right? You can't sit in your car. So I guess you got to get out. I mean, the only other option is you try to crash your car into it, but that probably won't help either. So, right. so who knows? you know, and, and we didn't talk about its color. He said it was, he said it was all white, which oh, I have right. heard, I have heard that in the past before. 
I had heard another description of them, like when it was when they're in their human form, that they're it's something with the color white. It yeah, they're like, like painted they were painted white, white and it, it but not like fully painted it's cracking yeah. paint right right so right it's once again terrifying like mm-hmm. I it's couldn't like imagine. it's like um uncanny right. valley uncanny valley that's what i'm thinking of so like they just look weird right like it makes you uneasy to begin with so well so, and i think that's like i guess the human preservation side of it because you know that mm-hmm. something is wrong with that yeah. person. It's not just somebody, you know, in body paint. Like, that yeah. is that is evil that you yeah. stay away from that. Oh, for sure. For sure. So... It, it, that, that's that's kind of, like, where he ends his story besides... Yeah. He, well, he goes in and he tells his dad, you know, what had happened. And he was like, you saw a skinwalker. Mm-hmm. So his aunt seeks help from a medicine man after mm-hmm. his encounter mm-hmm. and the medicine man said that you know with him seeing it um and it running alongside his car that um it was tied to someone yeah. once again back to the dark magic mm-hmm. and you know the whole essence of a skinwalker trying to cause his family harm and they explicitly mm-hmm. stated the only reason for shape shifting is to cause harm to others. And that right. gave me goosebumps. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's too like it it is specifically to him because he saw it, but also like it could be out to get his family because that now he's like freaking out because is his family in danger? You right. know what I mean? It, so it's like it the whole family him? line. Yeah, or because yeah. I mean he was driving his sister's car. So was it looking for his sister? Sister, like, yeah. Yeah, it, it it's yeah. His encounter was like terrifying enough, and I was like, I can't even imagine what the other people who they couldn't couldn't bring on, you know, right. encountered. Like it all sounds horrifying. Um, I mean, honestly, if I had experienced something, it, it, it you know, I couldn't, I, I can't sit here and tell you what I would, you know, say obviously, yeah. but you know, or talk about after something so traumatic like that. But you know maybe I would be more inclined to share a story like his since it didn't like physically affect me. But if it was more of, you know, more sinister then I wouldn't come forward either. I do not. Oh yeah. You don't want to bring that up again. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. And it, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of along the lines of don't think it, don't say it. Yeah. So you know, and within their culture, as we've said time and time again, you don't talk about it because then that mm. just further perpetuates it. So yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, yeah, his was terrifying. Uh, the you briefly mentioned um, Skinwalker Ranch. I I briefly googled it. Um, it's also known as Sherman Ranch. It's in Ballard, mm-hmm. Utah. So it's known for a lot of paranormal and UFO activities. However, there are a lot of sightings similar kind of similar to what um the ranger stanley saw um basically they see animals large animals with piercing red eyes that are come out unscathed when struck by normal bullets so um 
It is mostly known for UFOs, but it is tied. It's called Skinwalker Ranch and tied to Skinwalker's because of the area it's in, but also because of those sightings as well. I don't have any right. specific, but those are kind of the details that, um, you know, that are similar and what we're talking about, you know, when it comes to Skinwalkers. And you said that, wait, did you say the Ghost of went to Skinwalker Ranch? I... No, they they oh. did an episode on Skinwalker. They they may have gone to Skinwalker Ranch. I I don't really know about that one, but they did an episode called Skinwalker Canyon, um, oh. where the Ghost Adventures team went in and you know Zach Bagans, you either love him or hate him or love to hate him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he he went in. Him and his team went in and did an investigation. He, basically, you know they were wanting to figure out more about these uh entities and you know i honestly can't remember the outcomes of the thing but you know if i had to guess they made aaron go off and do something Mm -hmm. by himself um and zach did some really bad provoking shit like he usually does which like goes okay but like to go out i think it's I think it's crazy to go out to somewhere where there's skin. Like there's, there are worse implications for them to go to a place like this where there are skinwalkers or where they think skinwalkers could be and do you know their bullshittery or whatever they do right. compared to going to like okay, well a ghost might pop out and scare me or whatever. Like, right? Interesting. Well, you know, <laughs> right and. When it comes to Zach Bagans, you know, he does crazy paranormal shit and yeah. he owns his he owns his own haunted museum in Las Vegas. Yeah. And just collects all of these haunted artifacts. He's got the Dybbuk box there, which mm-hmm. no one should ever have in their possession. Yeah. Um, That's true. And and things like that. So, you know, maybe him being predisposed to all of these, you know, we call it in our culture, it's demonic. I'm yeah. not sure if the, the Native American culture considers it demonic or just right. evil energy or evil spirit. Yeah. But, you know, maybe he was so, I mean, Zach seems to be so accustomed to that that when he went in there, he was just like, it's another evil entity. It's yeah. another day at work. But you know, right. I think he did. They they did have to get special permission to come into this. And I did um, read that they had permission from like the Nav- some, some Navajo entity allowed them. Right. To do that. And I I do believe I think that uh, um a medicine man or woman I I think they did a blessing over them to mm. protect them because of how dangerous this is yeah because it's real i mean it's real stuff like right it yeah it's not like i said it's not a ghost that would like jump out at you like it's it's real stuff right it's not your friendly neighborhood poltergeist like this is real (laughs) (laughs) friendly neighborhood and poltergeists are real now is it like the movie and they possess clowns i don't really think so but like or tv it could be i don't know possessed clowns i'm done i'm right. leaving this earth <laughs> i don't want to be here anymore i'm gonna become an no. astronaut just so i can go to the moon and get away from here i'm gonna sign up for the next spacex mission to mars like yeah. i'm out just here. so you can go yeah yes <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> um uh and then 
so we've both tried to research stuff, you know, online of people's firsthand stories. You can kind of find stuff. Um, is it real? Is it not real? You'll never, we'll never know because it's people who knows who anybody is on the internet these days is what I'm trying to get at children. Be careful. Um, don't give your information out to anybody. No. Um, but, uh, Carly found a, what I thought was a very nice, um, not really a firsthand story, but you know, a short explanation, explanation by somebody who has probably had firsthand experience. Um, so if you want to look up stories on Reddit, I mean, you can find them, but are they real? Are they not real? We're not sure. This one seemed more, um, genuine, I guess, than some of the other ones that I had found. So, yeah. And it came from somebody that, you know, I mean, it's, it's on, on the Reddit thread. So, you know, this could, you know, be anybody, but it seems, it seems genuine. Like Caitlin had said, um, it comes from a poster called Scarlet Opal Stone. Um, on the Reddit Skinwalkers thread. And this user writes, I'm Navajo, and I think it's funny how skinwalkers on this thread are portrayed as mythical creatures like Nessie or Bigfoot. Don't get me wrong, I know many Navajo people. And she uses the, the Navajo word for for Navajo. I just don't want to pronounce it incorrectly, so I'm mm-hmm. using the word Navajo here. Um, she says, I know many Navajo people who love and live for mythical folklore, especially monsters. I mean, don't we all? Well, that's that's why you have this podcast. That's why we're like here. We, yeah. We, yeah. Right. We love to talk about cryptids and things like right. that. <laughs> um, but she continues to say, I love talking about all supernatural things that I've seen and others have seen on the reservation. Side note, Bigfoot is a spiritual protector from what I've been told. Mm-hmm. So, you know maybe Bigfoot was just trying to punch a hole through that woman's house to make sure that she was protected. Like, Or maybe, maybe it was, I'm telling you, maybe it was a skinwalker and she thought it was Bigfoot. Maybe it was a skinwalker that stole Bigfoot's skin. Have we ever thought about that? It's like Inception. Poor, poor Bigfoot. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. He didn't deserve that. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was interesting too because, you know, when we think about Bigfoot, we're, you know, terrified of this big ape-like creature but yeah you know native americans are so connected to the earth and things around them it makes total sense why bigfoot would be a spiritual protector right right instead of it i mean bigfoot's never done anything wrong right i mean most that most that i've heard is just like he just throws sticks at you and right. you know <laughs> makes make, i mean if you've watched what is it uh shoot what is that group that goes around is it finding bigfoot oh probably right I think it was on Animal Planet or Discovery. I can't remember what yeah, channel it yeah. was on, but I, I used to watch it all the time. But, you know, they would go out and look for Bigfoot and things like that. You know, I think the most things that would, like, happen is they would get, like, knocked or, you know, they would hear a distant call. Call, in, yeah. Uh, in, yeah in big- across the mountains. And I'm like, that kind of sounds like a coyote to me. But if you want to think it's Bigfoot. Yeah, cool. sure. Do I think he's out there? Absolutely. Do I think he's going to let us find him? No. No, no Bigfoot is so, a, Bigfoot is a, like a forest fairy. Like, we'll never find him. Right. And I like to picture him, like, I guess, Kind of like the Navajo see him then it's kind of like go protector, kind of like here yeah, in the, the woods. Yeah, right. I agree. I agree. I agree. Right. So anyway, now that I've talked about Bigfoot, yeah. Uh, this this poster goes on to say skinwalkers, on the other hand, 
are not mythical. And I think that's something that we've tried to drive home here. They're, they're not mythical. They're not cryptids. They're, they're very real. Um, And she says, and they're not natural creatures. A person unnaturally becomes one by practicing the dark arts to commit evil purposes against each other. This is real shit. She says, this poster says like real, real shit, like death, Mm -hmm. suffering, pain, tragedy, empty darkness etc and i think we've you know discussed that um in depth here about how you know skinwalker comes to be it's not pretty or sensational this is taboo for a reason and it should scare you Mm -hmm. i'm terrified um in this moment i feel an un this isn't me this is the poster i feel an uneasiness typing this out i've heard them roam at night when i used to live on the res i legit fear them today Many of us do, and I hope I don't personally know anyone who would want to bewitch me for posting about this. But I love sharing about our culture, and this topic tends to come up with many non-natives. Sometimes I just feel an urge to explain why some things are the way they are and why some things are just not talked about. And how can we natives find non-native allies if we don't speak up from time to time? I'm a teacher at heart, I guess, and since everyone here is already talking about it, I might as well give a bit of my own knowledge, but I don't claim to know everything. This is just what I've learned. All in all, there is a long history behind how the skinwalker practice came to be and what it was originally used for, which I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, was it always bad? Was it, you know, how did it morph into what we understand skinwalkers to be yeah. today? Um, and this poster goes on to say, today it's contemporary and current uses are feared by all and misused by the very cruel hearted. You do not mess with them, period. That's all I'm willing to share. <laughs> yeah, which I thought was a really good post to kind of encapsulate what we were trying, what we have been trying to discuss. Right. It's today. very complicated in nature. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I really like that. Um, what she said. And I think it makes sense even more scary that now we have at least two instances of people who are basically like, no, this is real. So like, again, if you didn't believe it before, you should probably, you should probably believe it now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You should probably believe it now. Um, I think that is the end of our stories. Um, Do you have any last comments or questions before I ask you if this is going to keep you up? (laughs) I have really enjoyed, um, you know, being a guest on your podcast um uh, like i've said before i love all things cryptid and spooky and that kind of thing um especially true crime really get into some true crime uh if if you haven't i was gonna say you'll have to be a guest on later as well next year 2023 guest lineup carly's included (laughs) (laughs) i would love that Yes. Um, maybe I can happen. spook you with one of my favorite true crime cases because I have yes. a few of those. It's weird that we use mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. term favorite for true crime case. Yeah. Maybe it's more of like a a true crime case that piques your interest. Interest, yeah. The yeah, most, it gets stuck in my brain. Uh, yeah. Right. Because we talked about this before too. You know, it's not that it's, you know, your favorite thing to talk about or anything like that. It interests you in the yeah. motives behind it. So, yeah, know, that kind of thing, which is which is what why I wanted to pick this the Skinwalkers episode mm-hmm. um, today. It's it's you know it's interesting, it's intricate, it's taboo, um, yeah. and you know there's not a lot of research out there on it. I mm-hmm. don't think that 
people should go poking around to fill those research gaps because it seems like I've, I've, I said before earlier, don't think it, don't say it because it's yeah. kind of like, you know, you're opening the door for those, mm-hmm. that evil energy, the evil spirits yeah. to walk right in. Yeah. I think it's going to be aware of, but I feel like if you go prodding around asking questions, that's, it right. comes across as disrespectful. So like, right. unless it's, somebody it's, agrees to it beforehand, like, right. It's just, like, like we've said before, it's terrifying. It's real. It's, yeah. it's not something that, you know, it's like the snallygaster, like we have here in West Virginia. <laughs> Could that be real? Maybe. What do you Is mean it you, probably don't believe, <laughs> you don't believe in a pterodactyl creature flying around the mountains of Appalachia? <laughs> Listen, if I haven't seen this Nallygaster living in Appalachia for this long. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's a good point. That is a good point. Um, so do you think that this story will keep you up at night? Or do you think yes. you'll still be able to sleep as snug as a bucket? Okay. Yeah. I was going to say yes. before I even finish. Didn't even have to finish. <laughs> yes. This is something. Now, I, you know, I know that um, from what we've read, they're not native to our area obviously yeah. they're not trying right. to bother us here mm-hmm. um but you know that still doesn't it, you know even talking about them does that open mm-hmm. us up to to weird yeah it doesn't soothe my energy. fears i'm gonna yeah. have to go sage my whole house after <laughs> this like <laughs> i know i'm gonna have to go like get it out of my mind so it's not I don't know. It's is it one of those things that if you think about it, like bogs down your energy, so like their energy knows. You know what I mean? We right. gotta go clear everything out. Gotta you know make sure right. it's off of our mind. Um, cleanse cleanse my brain. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. How it works. I have to take my brain out and you know like give it a good scrub after this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! No, I like a that very... guy from uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a good a good movie that we should watch a good right. movie that we should watch um yeah well thank you for bringing the topic up um we didn't talk about it at the beginning which it's kind of weird to bring up now but carly and i have been friends for a very long time um we have known each other since technically middle school but I think we were considered rivals in middle school. We were. We didn't hate each other, though. We were very friendly to each other. Societies. Our society pitted us against each other because we played basketball and we played the same position. Right. For opposite schools. <laughs> and then in high school, we became friends. And so we've been friends ever since. So that's how I know Carly. So that is why she got on the show. No, I'm just kidding. She just asked to be on the show and I said, okay, be on the show. Um, but yeah, thank you for bringing this topic up. It's been, uh, it's been a, a, a learning experience because I did not know a lot of this. So this was a topic that I went into not knowing a lot about. Anyway, I learned a lot of history about, you know, the Navajo and skinwalkers, but then also skinwalkers themselves. I know they're a thing, but I didn't know that much. So I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed researching this topic even though uh watching the unsolved mysteries episode about it and researching it at the same time it was daylight but i think i still texted jack and was like i'm kind of terrified right now right and we didn't even touch about the third story which was the ufo that had tendrils coming out of it on the episode some poor dude was just checking his livestock and he sees a ufo like coming down on the next hill over yeah 
highly recommend watching that episode of Unsolved Mystery. It was fascinating. Four stories in one, basically. It was very interesting. Yes. I highly, highly, highly recommend it. Um, even just for the, um, again, the history aspect of the Navajo Rangers, which I didn't know was a thing either. So that was a whole that other thing. Is- that is so awesome like yeah just to yes. have a, it's it, it, you know it's it's their like i guess dedicated like did they actually get like paid to go do this and right you know paranormal they must have right but you know of course you know you have your your you know ghost adventures team and everybody like that that gets paid to go do this too and there's other entities out there that do this but for a police department to have a mm-hmm. specific paranormal division and it it didn't seem like the two lead rangers that were tapped to this were you know psyched to get to do this which I wouldn't be either (laughs) with everything that's on the red you know the reservations he was like you know well I guess it ended up being us yeah they were basically like we were friends and we were a little less scared than anybody else so they made us do it (laughs) like that was what it was I was like oh my god that's crazy, right? But, but I I found that so fascinating, and and you know, getting I, I would love to pick their brains more. If, you know, yeah. they if we could talk to them somehow, but you know, they'd be willing to talk about what all they experienced and, oh, and yeah. things like that. I wanted that episode to be, even though I was scared, I wanted it to be longer because it was so fascinating. I just didn't know about it was, they, that stuff. Just think about all the story. You know, even though mm-hmm. the the population on on the reservation isn't that large just think about all of the different stories that they have based on what they've said because you know they they've got multiple multiple cases and there's things that they didn't get to tell us about yeah yeah it's... Did they find Bigfoot? Like, <laughs> did they ever put him in handcuffs? That's what I want to know. Right, those would have to be some pretty big handcuffs. Right, <laughs> but, but it's it's just so fascinating with you know that that they get. I I don't know if they get to do this or more as well. Yeah. You know, we're like you have to. They made to do it, right? Right. right. <laughs> anyway, I'd like to think that they slightly i think that they enjoyed helping individuals that nobody else could help we'll put it we'll right. say that and, and yeah. that's that's the big thing too because if they weren't going to help nobody was yeah and to, to further their point like they said the people would just continue to be terrified mm-hmm. and even oh, though yeah. it's not you know like richard ramirez the night stalker coming at <laughs> you like this is this is the the parent you know the paranormal that you can't yeah necessarily see and feel and touch it's mm-hmm. not material sometimes. it's a little bit harder to stop than your average right criminal. you can't mm-hmm. you can't see it so it's yeah. more terrifying right right but if you would like to i mean watch this episode it's on netflix absolutely if you'd like to um look at any of the resources that i um used you can go to the website it's bugandrug.pobbing.com i mean i Highly recommend researching, I guess, at your own risk. You know, you can't sue us for anything that happens if you look into this or read this episode. Disclaimer, I'm putting it at the end, but still. <laughs> Maybe we can, like, cut it and move it to the beginning. Put it in the beginning, you know. yeah. <laughs> Disclaimer, <laughs> you cannot sue us for anything that happens after you listen to this episode. Um, right. Pic- any pictures? I would try to find pictures. I mean, obviously, there's just going to be, like, artistic ren. ren- you know renderings of skinwalkers but i found you know what what could be a 
a you know a couple images posted yeah. to the reddit threads where you know they're like is this a skinwalker but you know there's no really definitive thing because yeah. you know and number one those pictures that i saw no i don't think they were skinwalkers according to what what we've talked about today you know they, right. they, they usually take the form of an animal or in an extreme case a per, another person, person. yeah but yeah the pictures that i were seeing were more like apparition like um, i got gotcha. you which it could, like I mean, that. again, could be, we don't know. We've never seen them, but right. I'll, you know, I'll see what we can find. If you have anything interesting, send it my way and I'll put it up there and people can I also see. Saw, right. I also saw a lot where people were getting crawlers, which is a whole other entity in yeah. and of itself confused with skinwalkers and they are not yeah. the same thing. So yeah, a lot I of saw... the images that pop up when you Google skinwalker are the crawlers. Yeah, I saw a couple, I saw a photo of somebody who, it was the picture of, that's always used with the rake, like that's creepypasta story, I don't know if you've heard of that one, but I was like, that is not the same thing at all, but okay, it's a creepy photo, I guess, but we'll try to, we'll try to find them, and I'll post them, so if you want to look um, at the ones that we find, you can go to Bug uh, bug in a Rug on Facebook, or at BIR Podcast at Instagram or Twitter. Did you look at it? Yes, I <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I saw your face. Yeah, it's it's creepy, but I'm like, I don't think it's the same thing. But I understand no, where people definitely not the same thing. I think yeah. that's more along the lines of the 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 Wendigo. Yeah, um, or the Wendigo. I feel so bad that I don't. I think it's the Wendigo. Uh, I think I've called it a Wendigo a few yeah. times. That's not right. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, that's fine. Yeah, I that, agree. It, yeah, that's. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, it's not crazy. Right yeah. now, I'm really not going to sleep as snug as a rug. <laughs> I don't think I anybody has after like this episode. Christmas movies, like after I this. know it's a great it's a great opportunity to bleach our brains with Christmas movies or Hallmark movies. Anything the new Lindsay Lohan movie on Netflix will watch. <laughs> right, I'm going to go watch Buddy the Elf. Pick its favorite color. <laughs> yes. Like I, <laughs> that is what oh, we will do. And shout out to Papa Bruce. Oh, oh yeah, uh, yeah. I'm gonna put this at the beginning. I think this episode has was better than the first. You know what? I, you, you know, just saying that right now. So, shout out, shout out to Papa Bruce for insulting Carly. <laughs> All right, Dad Bruce, bring it, bring the heat next time. Like maybe we can just keep going back and forth on the podcast, and we can have a vote. <laughs> oh my God! Next time, I'm gonna have both of you on. <laughs> I would be down for that. Hey, at least I didn't dump you off a snowmobile and then hit you against your sister. That is very true. You've always been there for me as long as I've known you. <laughs> oh my God, that's so true. I'm going to tell I'm going to call him after this. I'm going to tell him you said that. Oh, that's so, I'm so glad that you listened to that before we recorded today. This is amazing. I mean, I had to, like I said. Yeah. I'm glad you did. It's very, it, that's very funny. Um, I think that that is all that I have to say. Do you have any final comments and or questions before we? I do not. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for coming. This is very exciting. I said I, for December, I was like, I'm going to have guests on and they're going to be good episodes and I'm going to get them done early. So I'm not writing at the last minute and I'm doing pretty good. That's all I'm going to say. You're on the ball. 
I am. I'm trying very hard. Jack is gonna have to like do something big at the end. I, of the yeah, I know. I'm, very, I'm concerned about that one, but we'll we'll figure. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Um, if you have any suggestions, you can um email me at the email birpodcast at gmail.com or you can do what Carly did. If you have my phone number, you can just text me. That's fine too. Um I don't know how many people have my phone number, but you know. Don't go looking her up on the internet. If, yeah, don't. if you don't have her phone number, don't be creepy like that. Don't be creepy. <laughs> if you have it already, you're allowed to text me. If not, <laughs> don't look it up. All right. Well thanks for being on. Um signing off I'm Caitlin and with special guest. I'm Carly. Bye. Bye.